I saw your be good baker running by again the other day, says I to old Mr. Brennan. Ah, yes, says he. I've never seen her stand still. And she's running rings around the rest of us with our Brennan's be good bread. Only 60 calories a slice. 60 calories, says I. That's just a whole meal, is it? No, says he. It's the whole meal, the whole grain, and the waste. 60 calories a slice and high in fiber, whatever way it slices. That's why anything baked is better with Brennan's. Today's bread today. At the Irish Independent, we don't just report the news. We tell the stories written all over Ireland. After all, each struggle, triumph, high and low, leaves a mark that lasts. Irish Independent, written all over Ireland. Today on the Indo-Daily. The murder of Tupac Shakur. In the mid-1990s, rapper Tupac Shakur was at the top of the entertainment world. His music trilled millions, and a promising movie career beckoned. The MTV Best Video for 1996. The winner is Tupac Shakur. But his life was cut short in September 1996, when he was gunned down while stopped at a traffic light in Las Vegas. Suspects are motive in the murder of rapper and actor Tupac Shakur, who died last Friday the 13th after being gunned down in a drive-by following the Mike Tyson-Bruce Seldon boxing match September 7th. Now, 27 years on, a former gang leader has been arrested, meaning the mystery of who shot Tupac Shakur might finally be over. Breaking news, Las Vegas police have arrested a man in connection with the murder of rap superstar Tupac Shakur. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Dean Van Wyn, music journalist and author of an upcoming book on the political history of Tupac Shakur, to unravel the story of one of America's most notorious murders. Dean, before we get into the story of the long-running investigation into the shooting of Tupac, tell me a little bit about his CV. Tupac Shakur was a 90s rapper. You know, his albums sold millions of copies. He's probably the greatest icon to come out of hip-hop. Maybe the only person on who's equally as recognizable might be Eminem. He was incredibly famous in his own time. He's kind of transcended just the music industry now. It's become a, a kind of an icon around the world, particularly when it comes to... Uh, revolutionary politics and resistance. So he was huge kind of in the early 90s is the period we're talking about, but his name resonates today. You say Tupac and people might not know the full backstory, but they certainly know the name. I mean, like he had hit songs, of course, and say like, I think everybody who doesn't know much about him would still know California Love, probably know Changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself, you know, songs that were always, they're all big on the, on the radio. Similar, I think, on a, on a global scale to maybe like a Bob Marley where people, you know, you see Bob Marley's image, you, you recognize who he is immediately, you recognize what he stood for, the symbolism of him. Um, although most people probably could only name maybe five songs if, if they're lucky. <laughs> and so what did Tupac stand for? Because his parents were in the Black, Black Panther party. His fans would probably have seen him as this champion of fighting against inequality, that kind of thing. Yeah, so you say he comes from uh, Black Panther parentage. He was 
His mother was part of a group called the Panther 21 who were tried for charges uh, that related to potentially public bombings. She was actually in prison when she was pregnant with Tupac. If you love someone and their physical being is left, is gone from here, it's better to try and help that person's spirit be free. You can give them that. You can pray for them to be released from animosity, released from hostilities, released from pain. So he was kind of raised in this spirit of almost the, the lost revolution that, that didn't come for the Panthers. It, was, it all came out about the way the Panthers were, were treated by the FBI. The organization was basically smashed by J. Edgar Hoover and his obsession with suppressing black nationalism. So he's raised by the kind of revolutionaries. You look at a lot of his early music, it's a, it's a lot of socially conscious stuff. Although I don't know if he ever had like a quite a defined political ideology like the Panthers who were kind of overt Marxists. He hated wealth inequality. He hated American imperialism. And I think that the fact that he died a, a violent death kind of put him, when you, when you consider him as, as this figure of those things that he stood for, alongside you know, a lot of revolutionaries tend to die young, die violently. The martyrism. Yeah. So he almost continued on in, in the Panther lineage into the 90s, which was very different different decade and and I think that's people still cling to a lot of those messages that he delivered in his music. Take us back to September 1996. He was in Las Vegas. Yeah, so he he's in Las Vegas. Uh, he attends the Mike Tyson Bruce Seldon fight um, which ends in one round. Mike Tyson knocks out Seldon in the first round. So this, it takes place in the MGM Grand Hotel and uh, Tupac and a guy called Suge Knight, which was the aforementioned uh, label head at, at Death Row Records. And their entourage, they end up getting into an altercation in the lobby of the hotel um, with a man called Orlando Anderson. It's an investigation that began with this video from 1996, a fight involving Shakur, record exec Suge Knight, and members of a rival gang. Hours later, Davis, the kingpin of that other group, allegedly ordered the retaliatory shooting. After that, Tupac spends a bit of time in his hotel room. Eventually, they decide to go to a nightclub where he's due to perform. The whole entourage leaves in a number of cars, but Tupac and, and Suge are in one particular car. Um, and then at about quarter past 11 at night, uh, on one of a busy, a busy street in Las Vegas, like near the Strip, they're riding in a black BMW and a white Cadillac pulls up alongside and uh, fires a number of shots into the car. Um, then... Tupac is rushed to hospital and he, he dies six days later. So at first it thought, it was taught maybe his injuries, because he had survived a shooting before, hadn't he, in New York. So at first it was taught it's another Tupac incident, but six days later he died. Yeah, I think initially there were rumors, you know, those initial reports come out that he's going to be fine. Uh, but uh, you know, it, the, the six days were... were eventually traumatic that he ended up having to remove one of his lungs and I think it was his, his mother who decided that enough was enough and they 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 switched off the, the life support machine they played some of his favourite music Don McLean I believe and, uh, and that's when he went he was only 25 25 yeah yeah very young it immediately spawned, I mean, we live in the era of conspiracy theories, but there was all sorts of theories in the immediate aftermath as to what was behind the shooting. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Tupac murder has 
captivated the world or cop- certainly cop- captivated hip-hop circles. There's been a whole almost industry popped up around trying to solve the murder, trying to understand what happened. I mean, some of the conspiracy theories included that Suge Knight himself was behind the, the incident because he, Tupac was going to leave his label. It didn't really make any sense because Suge would have, or Suge would have put himself in mortal danger to do that. Um, there's always been rumors of FBI involvement. I mean, I've spoken to people who totally believe that, and I don't believe any of those conspiracy theories. But you have to remember that he comes from this era of... You know, you look back at his Black Panther parentage and it's widely accepted the FBI was involved in like the murder of Fred Hampton. Um, you know, his his the way his his mother was on his face trial. So I don't think that those people are crazy, but I, I certainly don't believe a lot of those conspiracy theories. My favorite one was the classic Elvis one of he faked his own debt and somewhere in 2023, Tupac is living the quiet life. Yeah, I think as well, because you have those revolutionary connections, like a, a lot of Black Panthers who were targeted by police ended up fleeing to Algiers and, and and setting up there. So it just it seems to have this kind of veil of plausibility that Tupac would be living in in a country somewhere alongside uh, other fellow revolutionaries. But um, I think it's just inevitable. <laughs> it's no like a, evidence of that. Yeah, Let's no evidence that of way. that. Yeah, it's just a, it's inevitable that I think when someone someone like this dies, that the, the rumors always pop up that they're still alive. I think people need to sometimes find reasoning when something seems so senseless is something someone such as you know a talented and artist just to to be killed seeming so senselessly that they need to find some sort of deeper meaning to it and these kind of rumors pop up but there's never been anything suggesting that's true i have seen the autopsy pictures and it, it looks like it's definitely tupac tell me about the investigation then the real investigation and opposed to all these uh amateur investigators who come up with their own theories Sure. Well, it was deeply criticized from the start from the Las Vegas Police Department not correctly securing the scene. A lot of evidence that could have been collected scene was passed up. They were often accused of not really caring. It comes through to today now where, of course, there's been the recent arrest. Which has kind of come out of nowhere and kind of not come out of nowhere because this is... Dwayne Davis, Dewey, um, who has for years given, he's given interviews to say that he was involved. He's the uncle of the man that the, had the altercation with in the MGM grant. Las Vegas police have arrested a man connected to the 1996 murder of rapper Tupac Shakur. A grand jury indicted Dwayne Davis on one count of murder with a deadly weapon. Davis is one of the last witnesses to the drive-by shooting that killed Shakur. He's believed to have ordered the death of the rapper, according to prosecutors. This group was always the most plausible theory, um, and sometimes the most plausible theory turns out to be the correct theory, even among. And who are this group? So within the kind of broader context, these were uh, Southside Compton Crips, and although Tupac wasn't a gang member himself, his, his label boss, um, Shug, was at least connected to the the Blood Pyrus. So there's that kind of background to it. Um, there was also a previous altercation involving the robbery of a chain that kind of stoked tensions between the two uh, sides. So so as Davis has told has told it after the assault and after or after the altercation in the hotel, um, they sought to take revenge. They actually went specifically looking for Tupac. They couldn't find him. They were more or less given up when they just happened upon him. Um, because they and they would never have noticed there was actually him in the car, other than the fact that he was hanging out at the window interacting with fans. 
um, and that was when they, they decided to to go ahead with the shooting. So this is this is what he's said regularly over the years. Um, now, why the it's taken so long for Las Vegas police to actually make an arrest? Only they can say. Yeah, like what what is the theory? So so Keith Davis has been saying for years that he knew what happened that night. That he had a motive, he had means, and that he was there. And then it kind of seemed to come out of the blue this week that he was arrested. Yeah, well, the arrest definitely came out of the blue. Certainly not the 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 theory or, or the 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 knowledge that he did. I mean, I've spoken to people in LA and said like, "There's not not a shadow of a doubt." We know who did this. When he's talked on the record about about doing this, like he's said, like he doesn't care at this point in his life about going to prison for it. So, what his motive for actually to reveal it? Who knows? So, it went to a grand jury who've been looking at this case for a while, and Davis was picked up near his home in a in a Vegas suburb. I think he was out for a walk when the police landed on top of him. But what the grand jury has heard in evidence, we're told, is that Davis was the on-ground, on-site commander who ordered the death of Tupac for the purpose of seeking retribution. So basically, it was a grudge killing and that he, they don't actually say that he necessarily pulled the trigger, but that he was commanding the operations that night. Davis was sitting in the front passenger seat of another car when it pulled up side by side to Shakur's. In his book, Davis says he handed a gun to a passenger in the back seat who then fired. Yeah, he's kind of been inconsistent on it. He has at one some one time said that his it was his nephew Orlando Anderson, the the man who they ran into in the hotel uh, that pulled the trigger. Sometimes he's been less forthcoming with actually who 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 pulled the trigger. Uh, I think it's it's generally accepted that it wasn't him himself. But uh, my understanding of of the law in in Las Vegas is that he can be tried. Uh, on, on equal charges as if he was the actual man who who committed the act himself. It's like what we might consider a conspiracy to murder here. Yeah, like the other three men who were in the vehicle, including his his nephew, uh, are dead. Um, Orlando Anderson was killed in 1998. They don't believe that was related to to the Tupac murder. So it's just he's just the last man standing now to to face possible uh, conviction. And do we know what that might look like if he is prosecuted? What kind of jail time is he? Could he be facing? He's sixty, sixty years old now. Yeah, he's sixty, so he's. I mean, he's not old. He's relegated himself to the possibility that that this could be that that he could maybe spend the rest of his life in jail. Um, like it's, I, I guess it's hard to to understand that mentality, but maybe part of it is, as I say, he's he's seen a lot, a lot of his a lot of people he's known have, have died um i think there was a one theory that potentially he was so forthright in in describing what happened because he previously had cancer um so maybe he was kind of fearing about his own mortality and i suppose if may, maybe and this is just me speaking this is just my theory but maybe sometime after the killing he became to realize like the gravity of of tupac's meaning to the world and he just felt a an obligation to actually put a put some sort of closure on his life and and describe actually how he how he did die. Um, I suppose like yeah, it's a, it must be a a, a powerful uh, <laughs> something powerful that, that follows you around potentially to know that that you're behind something like this. What has and you follow these things very closely. What has the fan reaction been or the reaction in that world that follows the hip hop rapper music? I guess to the arrest. As I say, if, if if for people who followed the, the 
the story um, and people who were aware of of the the context that this isn't a surprise. I think that the idea that maybe there, there could finally be a conviction uh, is a, a sense of closure um, for for fans. Maybe you could say for the family, although the family they don't particularly. I won't say trust, but uh, you know, the police aren't generally the favorite people. If you look through the family history and even even Tupac's own history, justice is uh, accountability. We still got to see if there's accomplices, mm -hmm. uh, and we still got to see the motive. Keep your popcorn. We're still waiting for things to unfold. Pac is still here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So stay tuned. So I don't think they necessarily need needed that kind of closure, but. I think in terms of like just putting a button on the story, it's potentially very powerful. Um, so, so yeah, I just I think that's like the surprise is that it's finally happened because you kind of feel like, well, if he's been out saying these things for for over a decade now, if if, if it was going to happen, it was would have happened. And I say the, the Vegas police have always been accused of not really caring about the case. So, so the fact that it's it's finally come it is it was a bit it was a surprise. Um, was a surprise this year uh, because it was kind of preluded by a, by a raid on on KPD's, I believe it was his wife's home. So there was a little bit of of warning that there was something movement in the case, but still definitely a big surprise. You're working on a book about Tupac. Yeah. Uh, words for my comrades is that the name? Is the it, title yeah. is that a working title or the final title? I think that's the final title. That's what we've announced it as. So. <laughs> so okay. Well, it's been billed as a political history yeah. of Tupac Shakur. What? And maybe this is, I don't want to give away the final chapter, but what is his legacy now, three decades on from, or almost three decades on from his murder? Yeah, no, it's funny because uh, when this news dropped the other day, I had about six or seven people texting me about it and a bunch of them were saying, what does this mean for your book? <laughs> You're going to have to read throw out the whole thing. But actually the murder wasn't much of a, a, a topic on it. It's been poured over a lot, the, the kind of the mystery of his death. And actually, I think to the to the detriment of other parts of his legacy, so... What my book is trying to do is, is kind of place him as a as an icon, a global icon, and understand why and how that came to be. Um, so, if, like, if you go to places like uh, Sierra Leone, um, Solomon Islands, they've had like Sierra Leone in particular. They've had in the nineties they had there was these child child armies that used to call themselves the Tupac Army, and they used to wear his T-shirts as like uniforms. These kind of rebel armies against against the government. Um, so the, the the book is really trying to grapple with why that is. I think even in Ireland, it, like when I was in school back in the kind of late nineties, early two thousands, like there was kind of two really big figures in the schoolyard, and one was Kurt Cobain, and one was Tupac. And Kurt Cobain, I think you can kind of understand why teenagers um, gravitate towards him, but with Tupac, uh, I, I think there's 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 something in in any I think any country that has experienced revolutionary struggle or uprising against colonial powers. Uh, there's something in their psyche that just seems to gravitate towards him. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what the book is grappling with. So it's going all the way back to his his Panther parentage and and telling telling the story of his of his mother who was who lived a very exceptional life even on her own her own merit even before she ever became a mother. Um, and tracing those roots and and understanding understanding now his legacy and you mentioned the, the sexual assault charge and it's kind of grappling with how do we place men like Tupac who are dead in in the kind of post me too context as well like how how much asterisking do you do on their legacy when they've they've they've, they've done these things um particularly when there's a conviction involved so yeah it's it's kind of 
say, taking a, a kind of a broader lensed historical political take on him. Sounds like you're still grappling a little bit with it. When can we look forward to it? Uh, quarter one, 2025. So, so you have a bit of time. Maybe we'll be back. Maybe we'll be back then. <laughs> Talk about him some more. <laughs> Dean, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. My thanks to music journalist Dean Van Wyn. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced by Garrett Mulhall, researched by Dave Hanratty, with sound by John Smith. Archive clips were from BBC News, Sky News, ITV News, CNN, ABC7, 8 News Now Las Vegas, and TMZ. Music was Vincent by Don McLean, and California Love and Changes by Tupac Shakur. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review. I saw your be good baker running by again the other day, says I to old Mr. Brennan. Ah, yes, says he. I've never seen her stand still. And she's running rings around the rest of us with our Brennan's be good bread. Only 60 calories a slice. 60 calories, says I. That's just the whole meal, is it? No, says he. It's the whole meal, the whole grain, and the waste. 60 calories a slice and high in fiber, whatever way it slices. That's why anything baked is better with Brennan's. Today's bread today.